0: Well, today, I get to be the precursor to the main event. Uh, So I get up here a little bit earlier so that you can be stirred in your thinking about things that you would like to share with us. About what you see God doing in our lives. uh, Verses that have been meaningful to you this year or this week. um, Things like that. So we're going to dedicate almost half our time together this morning uh, to... The opportunity to hear testimonies from you. Uh, But as we prepare for that, I'm going to prime the pump a little bit, uh, and we're going to look at Psalm 100. Before we uh, get there, Janet Anderson at Inspiration Point was the first person I heard use this phrase to describe how she was feeling as her heart was full. And it's a a phrase now that feels pretty common, but uh, it's It's one I I really like to use because it's so descriptive of how I really feel in those moments when I'm just grateful and I've had this rich experience with somebody or I'm just celebrating in life. Um, Just not the things that you're gonna share later, but what are some things that make our hearts feel full? You can shout. Grandchildren? Hugs, absolutely. Friendship. Yeah. Health. Absolutely. Oh, wow. That's very kind of you. I'm going to cut it off right there. Uh, (laughs) But um, so yeah, relational moments especially, uh, but there are lots of things that can make us feel thankful, feel like our hearts are full, like we're experiencing joy. And so I invite you to turn to Psalm 100. I've got the words on the screen as well. Um, I think I'm going to invite you to read it along with me. So, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before So I want to take a little bit of time to reflect on this psalm uh, as it invites us into this thankfulness and gratitude and joy before God. Now, as we consider thankfulness, I think there are two ways, two key ways, I'm sure there are lots of nuances that we could come up with a lot more to talk about, but two key ways that we can use this psalm And the first is that thankfulness is an explosion of praise. So we're just, our hearts are full. We're in that moment, and we just want to exalt about who God is and what's happening in our lives. And we can kind of use this psalm as kind of a script, it's kind of our diary, even. As we go verse by verse through the psalm, we just know, oh, this is what I feel. Shout for joy. To the Lord, all the earth. Like everyone should experience how great and awesome God is because I'm experiencing it in this moment. When our hearts are full, this describes how we feel. There are a number of situations where that might be true when we finally achieve our dream job or we get that promotion we've been working so hard for at work. Could be uh, getting an A on that project at school that we worked so hard at. Or maybe getting an A on that project we didn't work so hard at. Um, As we mentioned before, it could be spending time with a good friend. Family get-togethers. The ones where we all get along and we see everybody, all the cousins playing together, and we just think, oh, isn't this so beautiful? Not all our family experiences are like that, but when we experience them, they make our hearts full. Those moments where you feel so close to God. You're reading his word, and it just feels like he's speaking right out of the page, right into your life, and you know exactly what he's talking about. There's moments when our, our prayers truly feel like personal conversations where we can sense that God is really interacting with us, and he's hearing what we're saying, and we just feel enveloped in his presence. In those moments, and many like them, We can say, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. He's so awesome, and he's amazing, and it's incredible to see the ways that he's working in our lives. It is he who made us. We are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise give thanks to him and praise his name. And his praises just kind of drip off our tongue and they just bubble up to the surface and they just, ah, we're in that moment and it's just so good. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. We're reminded of how God invites us into his very presence, into his throne room. Not just like the foyer, but into his throne room. Hebrews four sixteen tells us, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And as we experience that opportunity, just rush into the throne room of the God of the universe and know that we get to spend time with our Heavenly Father and that He invites us to come in and share all the stuff of our lives with Him and that He's at work in our lives. We're just, at times, we're just overwhelmed by it. And Psalm 100 is our script. It's our diary. It's exactly where we live and we declare the praises of God. Because we're reminded again and again that the Lord is good and His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues, not just now and in the days to come, but through all generations. God's amazing, and when we experience it, we exalt, we celebrate, we praise. Psalm 100 is right where we live. Some of the things that make my heart full these days, uh, we had confirmation Sunday a couple weeks ago, and it and I was just so proud of those students. It was such a rich experience to be able to sit down with each of them and talk with them about their relationship with God and to see their projects and their creativity. It was just a, a beautiful moment for our congregation. My heart is full as I watch you care for one another. Uh, as we find out about needs in our con- congregation in general, or Uh, as I see life groups kind of rally around each other. Uh, It's just, it's beautiful and rich and wonderful. My heart is full as I watch our staff and volunteers live out their giftedness and serve and bless people. And just like, when you can see God fanning into flame the gifts that he's given and how it's blessing our congregation, and blessing people beyond our congregation, is just, it's beautiful. Seeing God unite us, humbly at the foot of the cross, knowing that we have diverse perspectives and passions about all kinds of things these days, and it's a challenging, divisive time in our society, and in our world, but still, like, we come together and And we know that the number one thing is that Jesus rescues us and we all need it. And we come together united as his word and it's a beautiful thing that causes me to celebrate. Uh, On Wednesday nights, there's this beautiful time, uh, sometimes before programming starts, but certainly after, where in the gym, uh, it's mostly secondary students, so middle school students, high school students, and adult leaders, uh, and they play. Sometimes you've seen this big blue frame. uh, It's called nine square, and you just hit a ball up through the square, and if it comes through yours, you have to get it back up, Uh, and students can get really competitive with it, but even students who aren't can play right along with them, and it's super fun to watch middle school students, high school students, and leaders all interacting together with big smiles on their faces and having a great time. Um, There are lots of beautiful things that we're experiencing that make our hearts full. But the second way we experience thankfulness and can use this psalm is when we experience thankfulness as a discipline. Because sometimes our hearts don't feel full. They feel broken, threatened. And at those times, this psalm doesn't feel like a script or a diary. It feels like a reminder of something we once knew. Something that's true. It anchors us. But we have to practice it because it's not living large in our lives in those moments. But when we practice thankfulness as a, discipline. It grounds us. It steadies us. It reminds us us of whose we are and where we find hope. This psalm then serves as a reminder that helps us find God in the midst of pain and reminds us that our pain is not the only true experience. Because when we're wounded, those wounds can define our whole experience. It, It gives us a new set of Lenses through which we see the world oftentimes and through which we perceive God at times. And in those moments, thankfulness doesn't feel like it's bubbling up from the core of who we are. But it's still a rich and important practice. Throughout scripture, we're we're taught as God's people to be thankful, to be mindful of who God is and how he's at work. To be thankful in all circumstances. Not necessarily for everything, but thankful in the midst of everything. And then we use this psalm as a guide, as a reminder, as an anchor. In the midst of our pain, we read, Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. We're reminded of how great God is. We're also reminded that in the midst of our pain, there are other people whose joy is totally overwhelming and bubbling over and effervescent and it's defining who they are and how they experience life, that our pain is not the only reality. Worship the Lord with gladness and come before him with joyful songs. We know that even in our pain, even in our frustration, even in our confusion, the God of the universe invites us to come close to him. And even that Passage in Hebrews chapter 4 that says, Come with confidence into the throne room of God and experience His mercy. Well, the thing that invites us into that is to say that Jesus is our great high priest and He was tempted in every way and He knows how hard it is to live here. So when we experience those things, we can race to Him and it's good for us. Know that the Lord is God. Be still and know. Him. That he is God. He's the one who made us, and we can trust him. It's important as we think about singing those songs of joy to remember that this is one of 150 psalms. And there are a lot of them that talk about hard things. So while this one says, come and sing joyful songs, there are lots of psalms that give us words to sing hard and confusing songs as well. That God invites us to be honest. But that he's always good. This psalm then solves as a reminder that the Lord is good, his love endures forever. That we are his people, the sheep of his pasture, and he cares for us. And we can trust him. He's with us, caring for us, rescuing us. That He's the God who saves, and we can give thanks for that. In Luke chapter 10, Jesus sends out a bunch of people on a mission trip, and then they come back rejoicing. They're in one of those moments where this is their script and their diary, and they're so excited, and they run up to Jesus, and they're like, Lord, Lord, even the demons had to run away when we called out to them and commanded them in your name. And Jesus says, rejoice, not that the demons listen to you, that your names are written in heaven. And that is an anchoring reminder for us when our hearts are not full. And we don't feel thankful for the circumstances in our lives, but we know that who God is is real, and what Jesus has done for us is real. And as we trust in him, our names are written in heaven, and there's a future that is better for us. It won't always be like this. 2 Timothy chapter 2 reminds us, here's a trustworthy saying, if we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. There's hope. If we disown him, he will also disown us. If we are faithless, he will remain faithful, for he cannot disown himself. He is faithful through all generations. And even when we're struggling, even when our hearts are not full and we feel faithless, sometimes we are, and sometimes we just perceive maybe we are because we're supposed to be happy in all circumstances. And I don't think that, that's a myth. Um, But even in those moments where we are not full of faith, God remains faithful through all generations. His love endures forever, and he rescues us. And so sometimes we come before the Lord in exuberant praise, knowing that our hearts are full, and we just don't know what to do except to say, Lord, you are awesome, and I'm so grateful. And there are other times that we come before him and we say, Lord, I don't understand what's going on, but I know you're good, and I know you're faithful, and I know you're here. And even if it doesn't feel like it, I'll trust you. Thanks for being with me. Let's pray. Father God, we come before you this morning, and we are grateful. We give you praise because you are good. You are the great I am, the one who is, the one true God who exists and is at work. You are the God who saves. And we need you, and you're all that we need. You are enough for us. So we thank you, and we give you praise.
1: Whether we're feeling really
0: close to you and overwhelmed by that fact right now, or we're feeling distant, and uncertain, we can give you praise because we know it's true that you love us. Jesus, you've done all we need that we could be right with God, rescued, forgiven, made whole. Children of God. And so we give you praise and honor today, Lord Jesus. And in a moment, we'll share even more of what's on our hearts and minds. We thank you. In Jesus' name.